Hey, when does the show start? Hey, wait a minute. <gasps> First, let's hear from our sponsors. Oh, okay. In just a minute. Manny Aurora, the Aurora Law Firm, or as many of you now know him as Mad Dog Manny Aurora, when he stops into the Golden Scissors studio, he is the best when it comes to criminal law. If you got any troubles and you need somebody, reach out to the Aurora Law Firm. The AuroraLawFirm.com, all right? Located in Atlanta, Georgia, but practices nationwide. Now, if you got a question for Manny when he pops into the Golden Scissor Studio, you can call our hotline at 404-369-3825 or shoot us a message from our website, PodcastTheBS.com. Have you ever been watching TV and hear noises in your attic or your crawl space? Well, there's a good chance that's a squirrel or a rat, and it's invaded your home, and it's trying to make it its own. Can't have that. At Inspect All Pest Services, they offer full exclusion work to prevent this from happening and keep your home rodent-free. Whether it's squirrels, rats, bats, opossums, or raccoons, Inspect All Pest Services and the professionals that work there can keep your home safe. Rodents can carry disease. That's gross. That's bad. And can ruin homes or worse, start fires. Yeah, due to them constantly chewing on the wires. Can't have that either. Nobody wants that. So... Call Inspect All Pest Services today, 770-483-2420. Inspect All Pest Services, 770-483-2420. Make sure you're mentioning the BS because you're going to get 10% off your exclusion work. Save some cash, mention the BS. 770-483-2420. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear then get a full 7 days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com It's better than radio. Every week there are three stories that fall under the good, the bad, and the ugly. You know, I used to ride a horse to school. <laughs> Get learned with the good, the bad, and the ugly. (laughs) All right, there it is. Episode 57 of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Thanks for being here. My name's Jason Bailey in the Golden Scissors Studio, all brought to us by Gorenstein and Watkins. They are your trial litigation attorneys. GWTrial.com. Personal injury, wrongful death, contracts, transactions, landlord, tenant disputes, you name it. GWTrial.com 470-491-0808 there in beautiful Playa del Carmen, Mexico. It's the Nader Tater Vader Masturbator. What's going on? Hola. Hola. Buenos dias. How you guys doing? Hola. BNBN <clears throat> in the Zelensky studios all bundled up. It must be chilly between those cement walls. B-Man, the Brandon Thrasher from Thrasher Services. Hello. Hello. Yeah, Yeah, we ain't got no uh, heat uh, vents down here. Yeah. We ain't got no. (laughs) We ain't got no heat vents down here. (laughs) She speaks speaks English for the most part. (laughs) In the studio, the extremely talented, oh so lovely, very vivacious, there's Nikki D. Good morning. How about you, B Got Heat? Merry Christmas. I be got some heat. You got heat up, B Got Heat. I be got it. Why don't you get yourself a little portable heater there? Uh, yeah, I'm running out of outlets on my over here, but I'm gonna have to run me another drop cord across the 
across the basement. It's so cold, it's freezing his uh, equipment up. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear it. It's just all frozy, frozy, frozy. All right. Uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. This is an episode that we do. Uh, we give you three news stories. We put them under those titles, good, bad, and the ugly. And then we discuss uh, just very, very, very simple stuff. Uh, so let's start out with good. Well, the good. I love this story. I love Brock Purdy. You guys familiar with Brock Purdy? Sure am from my alma mater. Oh, Iowa State. That's right. He's an Iowa State yeah. boy. Uh, so you know who Brock Purdy is? I mean, I do now. I, I, I didn't. You did I because didn't. I sent you the, the stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm just checking to see if you guys are paying attention. <laughs> I do now. Wait, wait, does alma mater mean you graduated from there or you just went there? Because I, I went to Iowa State for a while, but I didn't graduate. So we've, I think, had this discussion years prior on the radio show is I don't know what the true definition is. To me, alma mater is a place that you graduated from. So okay. th- that's why it irritates the shit out of me, like with Daniel Tosh. UCF alum, UCF alum. He's only UCF alum because he had a successful television show. If he was just Daniel Tosh, the assistant manager at JCPenney, they, they wouldn't give two shits about him, right? It just drives me nuts that universities use other people's celebrity and success to call, yeah. or they give them an honorary degree, or they have people that haven't graduated from the school or even graduated from college, for that matter, and they go up and speak at commencement. You know, that drives me insane. Like, yeah. you're, you, you put in the hard work, whether you agree with college or not, not the point. The point is, is the people that are there put in the hard work, the hard hours, and, you know, they live the college life, whatever the case may be. They're there because they earned it. And then you're going to get somebody that's going to stand up there in their, their robe with all their bright scarves, and they're going to talk about life and how successful it is because they're successful, and you can't take anything away from that, but they didn't, you know, they didn't graduate. I just think that's kind of uh, hypocritical, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I got some good news for you. Alma mater means that it's a for, a school you formerly attended uh, college or university, so you don't have to graduate. And Daniel, uh, Daniel Tosh graduated from UCF in 96 with a marketing degree, so he did graduate. Oh, he did? Okay, I've always thought all these years he did not. So I Yeah, I thought he left to go be famous. I stand corrected. Okay, well, there you go. Daniel Tosh, you are a UCF grad. Uh, and Brock Purdy is uh, from your alma mater. Yeah, 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 I went to Iowa State. My mom went to Iowa State. She's a huge football fan, so she was losing her mind uh, this past weekend. The Brandy. definition does say, though, you have to graduate. It says the alma mater is a school, college, or university that someone has graduated from. Oh, they well, I'm reading one. school, college, or university that one has formerly attended and or graduated from. So I don't know. That's the difference so, between Google and Netscape. I'm on Google. <laughs> so, uh, I'm on Google. I don't speak Latin, so I don't know. Brandon, you're familiar with Brock Purdy, right? Yeah, I know. They uh, they do a bunch of like little mini 30 for 30s on them on TikTok. It's pretty oh, cool. Do they really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's basically just people like editing their own videos to find like old clips of them and like how he got to last weekend. So Brock Purdy is the new starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. He was Mr. Irrelevant coming out of the draft, which means... He was picked last, um, which I think in that game against the Bucks, 
Ryan Suckup, the kicker for the Bucks, was also Mr. Irrelevant. And he was picked last. I, I think I heard that. Ah, uh, did you hear that? I think I heard that. So they had two Mr. Irrelevants. I think. I don't know if you want to check on that. But anyway, either way, Brock Purdy is the third string quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. You know, Trey Lance starts it out. He gets injured. Jimmy Garoppolo comes in. He gets injured last week. Brock Purdy comes out of nowhere and looks like a superstar. And then it was, I mean, like, this is this is why people have conspiracy theories with the NFL. This is why people think it's rigged. Because you can't, unless it's just the, the, the sports media doing a really good job of telling the story with what they have in front of them. Um, you have the matchup this past weekend with... The, the Tampa Bay Bucks visiting Tampa Bay Bucks into the San Francisco into San Francisco to play the 49ers. Now, Tom Brady, the GOAT, right? He grew up as a San Francisco 49ers fan. He was at the game where Dwight Clark caught the 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 catch. You know, you know, they had showed a picture of him with a San Francisco 49ers jacket. He said that was the day he realized he was going to be a quarterback and blah, 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 blah. And he becomes, you know, arguably the greatest to ever play the game. <clears throat> and so he returns back to the Bay Area where he grew up, where he fell in love with the sport, the game of football. You know, he returns going up against Mr. Irrelevant. Everything to prove and nothing to lose. Out on the field, leading his division-leading team, uh, possibly to another victory against the Tampa Bay, the I think the 500 Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think they were 6-6. Six and six. And he goes in there, and he looks like a superstar. I mean, just absolutely destroys a fairly decent Tampa Bay defense, Right. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he loses, they lose Debo Samuel, but you know, he looked perfect. Everything he did was like, he'd been playing that position in the NFL his entire life. And then they pan over to the stands after, you know, the touchdowns are a big play and they see his family up there and his dad, this big meaty brute man's man of a man is up there wiping the tears from his eyes as his son is throwing his touchdowns in the NFL, living out his dream, and he's alive to see it. I mean, oh, my God. Like, that's the best story ever. Am I right? I mean, that's like that's how you end a year with that kind of story. It's perfect. Oh, and you're right. He uh, Ryan Suckup is, uh, was Mr. Irrelevant in 2009. Yeah, okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, it's a great moment. Yeah, you're right. It's, it's like, uh, it's like a TV movie or a, a football movie. It's the, like the perfect ending. You really could the beginning. You, you really couldn't plan it any better. And that's probably why, you know, TikTok is all over him because one, he's a good looking guy. You know, he, he seems like a nice guy. Like he doesn't come across as arrogant. I mean, he's a Midwest boy, right? He's from, he's from we went to Iowa state. Um, and actually he tried. He transferred from uh, Arizona. He went to high school in Arizona. Went to high school in Arizona. He didn't transfer. He then went to Iowa State. Did he go to? Yeah. Did he play Iowa State uh, all four? I mean, did he play there his whole career? Or did he transfer in? Yeah, I don't know what he did his freshman year, but he was there his sophomore through senior year. So maybe he just redshirted or um, just didn't play. I think his younger brother plays for FSU. Oh, does he? Yeah. So it's it's a very talented fan. But they show his sister and his mother. 
and then his girlfriend. And then, of course, the Internet has to go and do research on all these people. And, you know, this is where this is where the Internet will tear you apart. They're going to find something. And by the time we're recording this, they might have already found something out about this poor guy and his family. But, you know, his, his girlfriend's very beautiful. You know, I mean, nothing crazy over the top, but very, very pretty. You know, the internet's posting all, they just found all the bikini pictures. That's all they're posting. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, the internet sucks, man. You guys are horrible people. Just let right. it, just let it be what it is. Let it be <laughs> that nice blonde haired girlfriend in the stands cheering on her friend. You don't have to take me like, oh, what a snob. Look at this bitch. She's in a bikini with a mar- margarita go, saying things like, take me back to the beach with a sunshine face. What a snob! <laughs> oh, I mean, he did. Uh, he did start. Well, he he was third string as a freshman at Iowa State, and then ironically, both of those quarterbacks got hurt, and he started yeah. in eight games. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like the, your story being told. I mean, it's always about the next man up. I mean, that's how Tom Brady got his job, right? Yeah. It was it was he was the next man up. He was not the starting quarterback. Tom Brady was not a high draft pick at all. Uh, and um, who's the guy that? Um, uh, God, you say his name. I've always remembered his name up until now. That's What's he play? Or where did he play? What was the quarterback before uh, Tom oh, Brady? Be- oh, before Brady? Uh, uh, Jameis Winston? No. <laughs> Jameis Winston wasn't even born. Um, Drew- oh, I thought you meant in, for the Bucks. No, 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 no. For the Patriots. Oh, uh, okay. He, when he got injured and he came in, I can't believe I can't remember his name. I can't believe you can't remember it either. Oh, my God. It's out of control. Yeah. Well, you got three crack sports fans over here. What do we got, guys? Yeah. Uh, McDonald. Don McLaren? No, no, no. I mean, just just look at just look Google quarterback before Tom Brady with New England. It's Drew Peter not Peterson. Um Peter Brady? No. Oh, Drew Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe. Thank you very much. Jesus, Mary Joseph. He never played a snap after that. He he got injured, went out, Tom Brady came in, and Tom Brady didn't light it up. And, and and they stuck with him, and Drew Bledsoe just walked off into the sunset, and that was that was the end of his days. He was done. And then, Working at Home Depot. Then Tom Brady became Tom Brady. You know, it was the perfect marriage with him and Belichick and Kraft and everybody up there, and so that's pretty cool. But it's nice to see stuff like this. You know, with the with a world full of hate and just you know, if if you know, we live in. More now than ever, if it bleeds, it leads. That's that's every story. There's got to be some type of turmoil, <clears throat> and I get it. That's kind of how we're wired. We, uh, you know, most people like they feed off of anger and hate and all that kind of stuff. Drama and drama, but this mm-hmm. story is so beautiful, It's so perfect, and I. It's like I don't even want to get back on the internet because I don't want to. I don't want the internet to find something bad about this story, and just ruin it for me. Because think about every perfect, great, positive story that you would see. There's always somebody that's going to fuck it up, right? There's yep. going to be somebody that's going to find a crack in the wall, and they're going to post about it, and it's going to ruin everything. And you're like, how can you support him? Didn't you see what he did when he was seven? He, like, literally pissed on his sister while she was sleeping. That's <laughs> sexual assault. You can't do that. <laughs> That's exactly what people do to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's 
exactly what they do. Well, how do you know it's true? The guy went to, to elementary school with him. I mean, it doesn't get much truer than that. <laughs> <laughs> Is the NFL not doing well this year? It's I'm looking at, like, the the Bucks are number one in the NFC South, and they have a losing record. Oh, that's the worst Ever. division in the, in the, in the league. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm looking at him like everybody is lose, has a losing record. How do you even how do you rank them? Yeah, th- this was probably the oddest football season, real football and also fantasy football. Like I'm over it. I'm done. I I, I play in four different leagues, and I'm probably going to make one playoff out of those four leagues this year. Like, listen to this. So this past weekend, um, in my friend league, my my pretty big money league. I had been in first place throughout the last like four games, but I was losing ground because I wasn't winning, but I'd won so much earlier in the season. Plus I have the tiebreaker. So I have the division tiebreaker um, and, and I had beaten all the teams. So I, if we tied, we're good. It came down to the last, well, this would be the last weekend, this upcoming weekend. Uh, So really it was last weekend there was out of four, t- uh, five teams, there was a four-way tie for first place. We all had a seven and six record. And I just <laughs> lost it. I lost my lead, right? But I'm like, okay, if all I have to do is win last weekend, which was an obtainable win against my opponent, because it was like this past, this, this, the last game of the season, of course, I play the best team in the league. They've only lost one game. You're going to get destroyed. It's just just how it's going to be. So if I win that one, I'll be good. You just want to get into the playoffs. You don't care about your regular season. You just want to get into the playoffs. <laughs> his, his, the way that the guys played was weird. Like I had like two people play on the early game Saturday, and I had like three people play on the late games Sunday. I mean, early game Sunday and the late game Sunday. And then I had a, a player Sunday night, and then I had – three players on Monday night football with new England and Arizona. And so we get into Sunday night football and he's got Tua, and I've got Jeff Wilson jr. It was a smash game for Jeff Wilson jr. He runs the ball. His fourth carry gets injured, hurts his hip. He's out of the game. So I get literally three, like three points from the guy, two points from the guy. Now, his quarterback, Tua, quarterback for the Dolphins, doesn't do shit. So he only gets like eight points. I'm like, I've got a chance. Now, I could have started Geno Smith and gotten a good 21 points, which would have been great, but I didn't. So I got Kyle Mur- Kyle, Kyle, Kylie Murray, Kylie, Kylie Murray, um, uh, Hollywood Brown, and James Conner. I'm like, okay, I need like 40 points. He's got Nick Folk, the kicker for the Patriots. I need like 40, 45 points, and I, and I can get I can get that out of three guys. Yeah. Third play of the game, Monday Night Football, Murray goes down. Doesn't even get hit, and he's injured, and he's out for the game. <laughs> what? Well, how does he go down? He tripped. He, he just fell. <laughs> he didn't get hit. He, he ran the ball, and he went down to slide, and he they carted him off the field. The third, the third play of the game. And I'm going, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, look, I'm an optimist. I still got two guys left. You guys can do it. I know you can do it. Go into, I think, the second, uh, the end of the first quarter, the running back, James Conner, gets injured. He's on the sideline. I was like, oh, it doesn't look good. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I've never in the history of me playing fantasy football, which has been like 25 years plus, I've never had this happen. I've never had a season where I've lost most of my team to injury. I mean, and that goes for a lot of people, but me especially, I got hit hard. There's just it was impossible to win a football game because because I didn't have anybody to play with. And so then you get into the nitty gritty titty, right? The last the, I need this game. I need this game in one week. Sunday night injury, Monday night injury, Monday night injury. <laughs> like you've got it just wasn't meant to be. I just threw my hands up. I text my opponent. And I go, you got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs> And so, uh, and I lose. Uh, so I go into this weekend, um, one game out of first place. There's one game left in the regular season. So unless I win and those two teams lose, which could happen, you know, um, I'm out. So, Dang. Yeah. Bam. So which one are you in? It's some stupid one. <laughs> That I don't, don't even care. And, and, like, the team is so bad. Oh, actually, no, it's, I shouldn't say that. It's it's the two percenters league. Um, I thought it was a different league. So the two percenters league, I'm in, I'm in the playoffs. Oh. But I don't have a very good team. So it's not, it's, it's not going to be good. I don't know who I play. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was hoping for that money during Christmas time. <laughs> I've just gotten so greedy the last three, uh, two years because I'd always place or win. You know, and you're just getting people sending you thousands of dollars. Dang. It's like, nice job, dude. Nice job, dude. Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Not so much this year. All right, Sorry, anyway. No Christmas gifts this year. Yeah, nobody gets anything. Yeah, it, it's all, it all depends on if I win my fantasy. You, <laughs> Christmas prizes for the year all depend on how Jason does in fantasy football. <laughs> all right, so the good Mr. Relevant uh, gives us the story of the year, Brock Purdy. I love it. I love it. I love it. Let's hear from our sponsors. Watkins Law Firm, trial and litigation attorneys. So if it's personal injury, wrongful death, contracts and transactions, landlord and tenant disputes, or just general civil litigation, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC is where you need to go. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, Watkins Law Firm dot LLC. And here's Tyler's tip of the day. In Georgia, just because you don't like the performance of another party does not mean you can refuse to perform yourself. What I mean is that if someone comes over to paint your house and you don't like the paint job, you can't just refuse to pay them. Unfortunately, you have to pay them and then sue them for breach of contract. Get a hold of Tyler Watkins, WatkinsLawFirm.LLC, serving all of Georgia. Next time, talk to Tyler. Hey, fellas, the older we get, the harder it gets. Talking about weight loss, testosterone, muscle growth, sexual health pain and joint management, so on and so forth. Well, I'm here to tell you, Nubertese Men's Wellness League in Sandy Springs, Georgia, is your men's wellness facility. Whether it is testosterone maintenance or weight loss program, uh, sexual health, 50% of all men over 40 experience some kind of sexual dysfunction, pain and joint management, you name it. Menswellnessleague.com is the website you need to go to. It says schedule a call. They'll call you and walk you through it. Get started on your journey to overall wellness today. And for a limited time, Nuberty is offering its full wellness combine for only $99. That's $200 off the regular price. Plus, if you sign up and mention my name, Bailey, or the BS Podcast, you'll get a complimentary vitamin cocktail valued at $150. Menswellnessleague.com. Son of a bitch. I just called to say you should subscribe to The Bailey Show, and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Nobody is going to save you now. 
If you like what you hear then get a full 7 days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. With good comes bad. The bad. This is a really interesting story. Uh, Men are dropping out of the labor force because they're upset about their social status. So the job market in the U.S. has remained actually pretty good this year, Uh, even despite the um, Federal Reserve's efforts to kind of cool it down with raising the interest rates and so on and so forth. Unemployment is just at 3.7%. That's close to a 50-year low. I mean, we all think that we're living in the end of times financially, but we're really not. You know, if you look at the numbers, it's actually pretty decent. It's just things are different. And I don't think anyone has really figured out what's going on. They're definitely different. They're not, and we don't know yet if it's for better or for worse. I think a lot of it has to do with the way we've always done things with the way that we're currently doing things and the people that are in charge aren't big on change. I think that has a lot to do with it. Uh, That's just my own personal opinion. Uh, But part of the population has been silently walking away from work. And this has been happening for several decades. Uh, So this was well before the COVID pandemic. Uh, Men without four-year college degrees between the ages of 25 and 54 have left the workforce in higher numbers than other groups. They're leaving in part because of their perceived social status relative to better educated men of similar age. Uh, According to a study, this was from the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston. So non-college educated men have seen their pay shrink more than 30% since 1980. Now, this is compared to the average earnings of all other prime age workers. Their weekly earnings have declined 17%, while those of college-educated men rose by 20%, adjusting for inflation. That earnings loss has caused a decline in their social status, prompting them to walk away. Well, my question is, where are they going? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe, well, maybe to dumb down more dumb, dumb down jobs that they feel fit their social status. I, I don't know. Dumb down jobs. Yeah. Like if you're like, I kind of understand what they're saying. I, I wouldn't, I understand it. I, I, it wouldn't bother me, but I understand it. You know, like if you, it's hard for us to get, like, understand this kind of stuff because we don't and haven't, I know I haven't, even though it's corporate, more corporate now than ever radio that is. It's still a, a different type of job. It's not a nine to five where you go in and you know and all that kind of stuff like that. Um, so if you're going into like a bank, you know, you work at a bank or you you're you're a financial advisor or you're a CPA or something to like that, and there's all these people that are, oh, I went to Harvard, I went to Yale, I went I went to Brown, you know, and you have these people that. Talk about their college days. Oh, you know, do you know Tish and Puffy and Pussy and Titty? You know, oh, they were beautiful. They were Kappa Deltas. Oh, yes, they're such good girls. They're still around. Single, I might add. <laughs> yeah. Not saying that college people are like that, but, you know, that could be the environment that you're dealing with. And you're like, yeah, man, I went to uh, I went to Georgia Votech, and uh, that's what, you know, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I learned how to do it there. <laughs> you know, you know. Well, you're not inviting me out to the party, huh? Okay. All right. All right. You don't drive your work truck home? Okay. 
Or I do. I do. That's all the meal club got. You know, so there's <laughs> a difference. And they just, they just, they don't mesh sometimes. So I kind of can understand. This, by the way, not so much for women. Uh, women, uh, not the same story. Unlike men, women have not seen the same level of decline in their wages based on education. Interesting, huh? Yeah, it is interesting. I, I found it kind of surprising because it seems like the kind of societal mindset now is everyone saying, yeah, you don't need to go to college. You can start your own business. You can, you know, work, uh, you know, you know, some kind of skilled labor or, you know, what doing something else uh, different than college. It seems like people are getting away from the, the college institution. So it's interesting that the, the pay is actually increasing for, for college and decreasing for not having a degree. Yeah, I, I talk to my daughter's friends often, her close friends, about college, you know, because they're only, you know, less than six months away from graduating high school. Mm-hmm. And one of her friends that was all hell-bent to go to college and run track and all kinds of stuff has decided not to go. She's going to go straight into the workforce. I just kind of shook my head. And um, her other friend says she's going to go to college, but there's no way that's happening. It's just not, she just doesn't have the motivation, you know? Mm -hmm. And my daughter wants to go to college. Originally, remember, she wanted to go to a trade school because she wants to do, she wants to be an esthetician, the hair and makeup and all that good stuff for movies. But I convinced her to go to college. You know, whether that's right or wrong, I don't know. I mean, I think it's right, but. You know, you know, she's not a big school girl. She doesn't, you know, like does not, you know, oh, I love this. She, she, she likes some stuff, but she doesn't like other stuff. But I'm trying to explain to her and her friends that college, I don't think you're ready for the world at 18. I'm not saying everybody. I'm just saying the majority of 18 year olds are not ready. Now you can, you're going to say back or you're thinking right now, well, you can join the military at 18. Yeah, but you're under strict watch. You're under discipline, you're under regiment, you're under somebody that's ma- pr- pretty much you're a robot to, to, some, to somebody in the middle, right? You're not, you're not willy-nilly free on your own. Right. Somebody is telling you what to do at all times. Absolutely. So that's the big difference of joining the military at 18 and just going out in the workforce at 18. I just don't think, I know I wasn't ready. You know, because you're like, well, I'm an adult. I don't have to get up for school tomorrow. What do I do? I'm going to get fucking plowed, man. You know? But what, why do you think going to college, um, especially kids that they don't go to college at home, they go away to college. There's nobody watching over them. Um, well, yeah, yes, there, yes and no. I mean, you have to kind of almost learn to discipline yourself, but you have direction. You know what I'm saying? It's like you have to go to these classes. That's why a lot of people can't, they don't make it after even the first semester. I mean, that's like the telltale sign. If you can make it the first semester of college, you can make it the entire time. But if you can't yeah. get through that first semester, get out. And I've, known, I, I've yeah. known people that have done that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good like transition period between, sure. you know, high, high school, you basically have everything taken care of for you. And the real world, you're just completely on your own. But like college, it's kind of halfway in between where you're kind of have tabs on you, but you're still kind of forced to do things on your own also and have that kind of intermediate um, experience between real life and and high school life. life. I I call it responsibility purgatory. You know, where you're not in in high school, you have no responsibility. You live at home, 
don't have bills to pay, you know, blah, blah, blah. You, you're an adult, you're out in the work workforce, and in the real world, all the responsibility lay, uh, rests on your shoulders. But her friends that's, that's going out to the workforce, she's not just probably going to move out of her parents' house right away. I don't know. I don't know what she's going to do. I, 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 I have no idea. Maybe not. You know? She'll probably just go start working a job and then figure her way out of her parents' house at some point, which is, to me, kind of the same as you do in college, except if you go off and stay on campus or whatever. But most people's parents still are heavily involved with helping them in college. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> but but you're away, and there is a difference between living in a dorm at home. I don't think after 18 the kids should live at home. Now, I know there's a good chance Ariel will and might, you know, but I really, I'm going to push as fa- as much as possible. You need to get out on your own. You need to start learning what it's like. I mean, when I went to college, I had just turned 18. So, because I had, uh, I have a June birthday. So, I had just turned 18 and we had to be at school three weeks, not three weeks before the normal students were there, three weeks before the senior football players were there. So I was at this school like at the middle of July. And instead of putting me in the dorm with all the other freshman recruits, for some reason, it was like me and two other people, we were put in the upperclassmen dorm, which was like up on a hill. And it was not close to the freshman dorm. So now I'm in this dorm where there's nobody I'm by myself for three weeks and I'm just waiting. It was like I was in jail. It was the saddest time ever. Like I'm on the phone with my football coach going, coach, I don't know if I can do this. This like, I thought I could, I'm pretty tough. This sucks. Jason, Jason, you got to get tougher than that. It's college football. You just got to get ready for game day. That's all you got to do. You don't need the girls and people and like stuff like you don't want that. You want to train, you want to eat, and you want to think football. Now get some shut eye and get to practice, Jason. (laughs) Thanks, coach. Love you. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah. But even like with the schoolwork, you know, in high school, if you, you know, don't turn in a project or something, your teacher comes looking for you. Hey, you know, remember you got that thing? It was due yesterday. Okay, no problem. But then they go out into the real world and, you, you know, you work for a company and if, if that doesn't happen, you're fired. So it, in, it's a nice intermediate in college because you have to do the work, but they're not going to come looking for you. So you learn quicker than getting fired um, that, that you got to follow up and finish your work and turn it in. I, I think that kids are a lot uh, they're, they're a lot more ahead of their time than I know when I was their age. Like they know more about life than I think I did. I totally disagree. Uh, I well, totally well, disagree. I, I know what you're about to say. It, when it comes to common sense and survival and stuff like that, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the stuff that they see on TikTok, the, the news, the information that's out there. That's what I mean. And, and I say that because I think one of the issues why kids don't want to go to college is that they see what our generations happen, our generations, where they're in debt for 20 years, you know, and they're like, what? Yeah. why, why do I want to work? Why do I want to go to college and then get out of college and be in debt for like 50 or $60,000, get a job that pays $40,000, still have to pay off the debt while the juice is running I'm not going to get done until I'm like 70 years old. 
You know, that's the whole thing with the administration. And, you know, I think that's a right left thing. The left's like, go oh, fuck yourself, kids. And I mean, the left's like, hey, well, let's pay it all off and just excuse everybody. The right's like, hey, go fuck yourself. That's not how we do it. And I don't think we've meet, met in a happy medium to figure it out. But, um, you know, there's no reason why colleges charge should charge the what they charge. You know, in some other countries, like in South America, you know, you're done college, uh, I think, by... 21 or at night, it, like you're, it, you're, you have to go like they, they, it's a, it's a government run thing. You go in and like the first year they teach you how to shoot guns and in case you have to defend your country. Um, but it, it's all paid for, I think, uh, yeah. in, in South America. So like Brazil and, and Venezuela and stuff like that. So I think it should be, I mean, the, the more educated yeah, the more educated society we have, I think the better off we'll all be. A lot of a lot of our conflicts come out of ignorance. So I think if everyone was a little bit more educated, uh, it would help us all out in the long run. And also, don't we live in a everybody's equal world, right? So why is it that uh, that some people get to go to college and get the education and 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 then get the better job while others don't? Well, the answer to that is finances. So if you don't have the funds to go to college, then you don't get that opportunity in life. Is, is that fair? I, I don't think that's fair. You know, okay, so you didn't get a scholarship or you didn't get a grant or you didn't get a loan or whatever the case may be. You're like, well, fuck it. You know, I'm a brilliant person, but I'm just going to go flip fries because I'm getting paid now $16 an hour. Yeah. And it, yeah, and those, it does. It yeah. does. Happens way too often. Yeah, because those people that might like have that couldn't get that scholarship because they couldn't afford it. There's a lot of people that started off call it like geniuses. I mean, didn't it wasn't it like Einstein? He couldn't, you know, speak or write or something until he was like 10. Um, there's a lot of people that start off really slow and then they end up becoming geniuses, you know, after they get that education. That's me you're talking about. Yeah, it was actually 11. I couldn't speak or write. <laughs> and they found out I was a genius at 12. I'm sure they did. Took a test. <laughs> From Mad Libs. It was a genius Mad Libs. <laughs> Brandy and I still can't speak her right. <laughs> so uh, so that's the bet. You know, you don't want to see guys dropping out of the labor force because they're upset about their social status. <clears throat> that's horrible. You know, so, right? Anybody got anything else on that? Yeah, it, it, that just seems weird. It seems like. I mean, so if, if they weren't college educated, I'm assuming they're doing some kind of, you know, blue collar type of thing or whatever. Those don't seem like the type of guys that are protesting the workforce. If I, That's if what I'm saying. Sense. And it's like they're quitting and they're dropping off. And, and my question still is, well, where are they going? Like only fans, baby. Right, but every time I'm seeing these where people are like not working, people aren't going to job. I'm always thinking, what, what are they doing? Like, what am I not doing that these people can just not work at all? Is there a successful guy on OnlyFans? I don't think Probably there is. Probably gay guys. Probably gay guys. There's a there's a guy, two turn Tony. He makes a good amount of money. What does he do? Uh, I mean, I I know on regular TikTok he just does like a bunch of havoc and destroys a bunch of shit, and he's like ripped and whatnot. But I think he's made like a couple million off OnlyFans. He bends over Tony's, turns yeah. him up. But what does he post on OnlyFans? The same stuff? Oh, I'm I'm guessing his dick. Oh, that's what I would think. So it's just all sexual. It's I mean, it's a porn yeah. site. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, but they, they do have other things. It's basically like what we do. It's like a subscription service. So there's people that do like cooking videos or yoga or whatever on there, and then you just pay for the subscription. You get their videos every day. Um, so there are legit ones out there, but 
99.9% everyone uses the seed vaginas. How, how, how are, how's Brandy and Lindsay's uh, OnlyFans? You guys know? Mm-mm. Oh. I don't think you can tell, really. Isn't everything, like, private? It's private. Like followers or whatever? Yeah, you got to subscribe. Uh, do you know if they're making money or? I mean, it seems like it would, if I were a female, especially a young female, and I'm on OnlyFans, and I start to get a taste, and I see what I can get. I mean, the fans are really dictating what you're putting up there. And they're like, look, I'll pay you five grand for this. I'll pay you ten. You know, so you start kind of going into the rabbit hole of things that you wouldn't do, didn't normally do, would never do, but you start to do, then it becomes more comfortable. It's kind of like a drug. And then the next thing you know, you're, you know, blowing donkeys while dressed up like Buddy the Elf. You know, it's just weird. But yeah, I, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up this two-turn Tony. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm guessing he does. It doesn't show anything, but it says, come play with me, C-U-M. So I'm guessing it's a little nudies. Yeah, he said they said it's a lot of clickbait. Like, he makes you think he has something, you subscribe, and then it's just some pictures of him working out, stuff like that. Good-looking guy. Yeah. What a douche. Like a 12-pack. <laughs> what a tool. I'm stupid. They said his <laughs> first also- check was 20000 Jesus. You can like uh so subscribe to someone's OnlyFans for like five bucks a month and then take all their pictures and stuff and then create a different account and charge someone ten ninety nine and then you just make the difference and all you gotta do is just take their pictures and repost it on a different account. I'm I'm assuming and hoping that's extremely illegal and against the rules. Definitely. Uh, I don't think so. I mean I mean oh, God, sure if yes. they caught you. If they caught you, yeah, I'm sure. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you're trying to tell me murder's not illegal if you don't get caught? Yeah, but like what Brandon said, like you could, I could be in Zimbabwe or something and do this. Sure, and yeah. what are they going to do? It, it's it's not illegal there, or you know the international stuff. They're not going to go after you. They'll just cancel your account and maybe take what you have in your account. Well, hopefully OnlyFans finds ways to crack down on all that stuff. I mean, I'd be pissed. There's people who take your pictures right now. Somebody has your picture. They have an online profile on one of these dating sites, and they're catfishing women. I promise you. Yeah, yeah they're ranking it, racking yeah. it up right there. <laughs> Or just Instagram. They do that also. They just steal all your shit and they change your username to like one different letter and then try to fool everybody. There's a guy right now on my streaming site that they're using his pictures and I know him on Instagram. I just haven't reached out to him yet, but but they're using his pictures on the site I stream on. And I personally know him on Instagram and I know that's not him on the streaming site. They have all of his pictures. What are they doing with them? They're using it as clickbait for people to come into their stream. Why would you use a dude's picture for clickbait? Because you want women to come in there and give you gifts. Oh. Oh, is he a good-looking guy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, but women he, are thirsty, too. <laughs> <laughs> women are the biggest gifters on those apps. Do they give you gifts? Yeah. Yeah? hmm Do you have to, like, go lesbian? No, I don't. Most of them are my friends. Would you flirt with... Would you heavily flirt with a lesbian woman for a gift? No, the lesbian women that gift me know exactly who I am, what I do, what I stand for. They just gift me because I have a great personality. If it makes a difference, if I were female, I would gift a lesbian lesbianism. What? I, I would. <laughs> if I were female, I'd be a lesbian for her. Just for gifts. Oh, for, for yeah, no. You don't have money. to do that. Just be yourself. That's just how open of a person I am. <laughs> want everybody to know this (laughs) hold up wait a minute let's hear from our sponsors 
help you help your business get to the next level. And you do that by incorporating create graphics in there, whether it's vehicle wraps, corporate events you might be having, interior, exterior events, graphic design and apparel. Create Graphics is a full-service graphics company that specializes in graphic design, wide format printing, and graphic installation. Excellent customer service where every project is going to get that one-on-one experience from start to finish. CreateGraphics.net. C-R-E-A-T-E-G-R-A-P-H-I-X.net. Or you can call 770-369-9962. 770-369-9962. A good tree service is sometimes really hard to find. Unless you're listening to this podcast, of course. Cut and right tree service and more. Experience tree removal who care all about the details. Those are your details, your preferences. Customer satisfaction guaranteed. Female, veteran-owned, located and servicing all around Atlanta. Cut and right tree services and more. Cutandright.com. That's the website you can book online. C-U-T-T-I-N. R-I-G-H-T.com, or you can call 877-828-8846, 877-828-8846, 877-8-CUTTIN. Make sure you mention the BS when you call. Get $100 off your job. Doing a new kitchen or bath, that's a big deal. So you want to make sure you're going to the right people when you're doing this project. One-stop shop's even better. UCI Kitchen and Bath, they're that. I'm not trying to dumb it down when I say one-stop shop. I'm saying they provide the installation, whatever you buy. You can visit their Norcross Georgia showroom if you want, see all their latest designs, something that's going to look perfect in your house. And they've got experts there going to walk you through it step-by-step, right? You mentioned the BS, uh, mentioned the Bailey Show podcast. You're getting 10% off your regularly priced countertops. Now, UCI Kitchen and Bath has been Atlanta's number one cabinet, granite, and quartz fabricator and installer for the past 20 years. You can't deny that. But when you're not in Georgia. What's going to happen? Well, they're also servicing parts of Alabama, Tennessee, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Florida. You want to improve the property value of your house. Start with the kitchen and bath, UCI Kitchen and Bath. They're the best in the business, and they're going to do it. Fair prices, right? Quality of work, excellent service. That's what sets them apart. UCIGranite.com. That's their website, UCIGranite.com. Son of a bitch. I'll be loving you forever, just as long as you subscribe to The Bailey Show. Nobody is going to save you now. If you like what you hear, then get a full seven days a week plus of new content by subscribing. Podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. And back to you, Jason. All right, we got good, we got bad, here's ugly. And the ugly. A new toilet can diagnose health issues... By listening to your bowel movements. And the geniuses that came up with this idea are right here in our own backyard at Georgia Tech. They came up with a device, straps to your toilet, and you can diagnose the health issues. And you do this by listening to your bowel movements. Didn't you have a test or something before that did that? You had to like poop in this tube or something and send it off. (laughs) Who me? Yeah, yeah. It's 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 a colonoscopy. Um, that's called PooTube.com. It's called a cologuard, and it saves people's lives. Laugh all you want, saves people's lives. No, I was just saying. I remember that you had something that was kind of like this that you pooped in it, and it told you what was going on. I used it in the restroom. Yes, you don't. Please don't need to use the language, but. <laughs> They did a presentation. I love you say poop. They did a crap presentation last week at the uh, Acoustical Society of America's annual meeting in Nashville. It's called the Diarrhea Detector. 
It uses AI to analyze the sounds happening inside your toilet bowl. And there's a red light that clicks on if it detects something irregular. It also records audio of each movement, so it can be turned into data and tracked. They found that a healthy bowel movement usually makes a singular tone, while diarrhea is more random. (laughs) For now, they want to use it in areas with lots of chlorea. So doctors can know early if there's an outbreak. But someday they think the algorithm could be using things like Alexa devices. Alexa, check my bowel movement. Alexa, check my crap. <laughs> um, so you Things can nobody ever needed. Monitor. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, as gross as I, you know, I don't like talking about bathroom stuff. I, uh, okay, Alexa, off. I was kidding. It was a joke. <laughs> AI technology needs to learn to know when humans are joking and not joking. Alexa. Off. <laughs> Jesus, you can be such a bitch sometimes. But, you know, as much as I don't like to talk about bathroom stuff, I think this is actually, you know, I, I think this is good. I mean, this is really cool if it works. Um, people just go on to, they don't get checked. Kirstie Alley died because she didn't get checked. She died of, I believe, colon cancer. And mm-hmm. and what's that? I said, oh, man. And and she didn't know it until like a year before she passed. There was somebody else that just a celebrity that did that. I mean, my friend, you know, a year, you know, just just last year or just a couple months ago, this past year, he died. You know, he had colon cancer. He didn't get it checked. And it used to be get it, you know, get your get it checked at 50 and get a colonoscopy at 50. But now they're just saying 45. Fuck it. Why not do 40? And then they're like, don't come back for 10 years. Fuck it. Why don't you come back every five? Because they won't give you the test uh, unless well, something happens to you or something shows up somewhere else. Because I did that with my, when I had to get my mammogram, I remember when they sent me in to get, they were like, oh, you're too young. I'm like, they said I got a lump, bum. Give me the appointment. Mm-hmm. So, like, I had to go through a lot. It's all, it's all, and you know what it is? It's all insurance. That's what it yeah. is. It's all about insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, for a doctor to tell you, no, I'm not going to do something, I'm not going to check something, that's absurd. That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Next time you go get your blood checked, you know, most people don't even pay attention to it. You know, they just come, you know, wait till the doctor comes back and says, oh, your 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 uh, the blood draw was fine. Go through exactly what they're testing. I guarantee there are things in there. I know they don't check for testosterone. They don't check uh, your vitamin D levels, I don't think, uh, most of the time. You know, there's a lot of things that they don't check for that is preventative for your health. Uh, and, yeah. and they just don't do it. And if you want it checked, you have to ask them specifically to have it checked. And then they charge you extra for it to check mm-hmm. for something. It's obscene. Insurance in this country is criminal. Criminal. They yeah. want us to die. Well, but if somebody's not getting tested, I don't think that they're going out and buying a $10,000 poop potty to, to test. <laughs> well, but this just seems like they're, they're making the thing way harder than it could be. Like, why don't they just have like a little toothpick in there that when stuff goes through it, it actually tests the E. Coli and all the stuff like that. Why are we listening to the sounds of poop hitting the water? That just seems like they made it way harder than it needed to be. Well, why don't you talk it over with the team at Georgia tech and they'll tell you, <laughs> well, yeah, they probably, they probably been testing them at the varsity. Can you imagine those? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine those kids like actually going, we got to put this to the test, you know, Mangladesh, you're up first. You've got to go and, 
and 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 you know, we're gonna watch you, and that that's how it's gonna be. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They probably installed them at the varsity. Give them a couple chili dogs, and they'll figure out if it works or not. Because you know these are all <laughs> Middle Eastern kids that are coming up with this shit. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because they're fucking smart. They're the smart ones. Oh, oh I thought it was Asians. I, I thought it was nerdy white guys. No, no, definitely not nerdy white guys. Um, that's what Hollywood wanted you to think in the 80s. Asians <laughs> it used to be. Now it's all the Middle Easterns. Fucking brilliant. My neighbor um, from Iran and his daughter, graduate of Georgia Tech, and she's a urologist. I think she, she, she became a urologist. But it was like I remember when she was just a kid and going to school, and then she got accepted. I remember when she got accepted to Georgia Tech. Next thing you know, she like comes over. She's got her doctor's outfit. I've never met her. I've just seen her and waved and said hi and stuff. Very beautiful girl. But she became like a doctor like almost overnight. That's how smart she is. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Dear Lord, make me a bird so I can be a doctor tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I'm a doctor tomorrow. It's here. I'm a doctor. So, yeah, it's, it's the middle, middle Eastern kids. You know, the ones that uh, we would see up at the Best Buy on Christmas, uh, Black Friday. And I'll turns out they're geniuses. Turns out, yeah. Turns out they made the shit. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's the good, that's the bad, and that's the ugly. Podcastthebs.com. That is our website. If you'd like to be a premium two percenter, we got some uh, things in the works for the new year for two percenters. If, um, if you're interested, so uh, you could do that by going to podcastbs.com, all of our social media, like, share our content, please subscribe to the YouTube, visit the top three page. If you're looking for a playlist, maybe you're doing a road trip this holiday season and you need some just random good music, fun music, uh, that's on there as well as our merch shop on podcastbs.com. Also sign up for a newsletter. Please sign up for our newsletter. I, know I haven't put one out in a couple of weeks, but I will be putting one out here. Uh, over the holidays uh, to touch on a couple things, some of the changes coming in the new year, uh, and this and this and that. So other than that, Nate, what you got? Uh, watch some Big Brock Energy this weekend, this Sunday. There you go. Brandon. Uh, just turn your phone on record and throw it in the toilet. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, and Nikki. If you poop it, do you have to scoop it? That's just disgusting. <laughs> you know I don't like that word. Why would you use it? That's like, I'm going to start using That's what we just talked about, poop. I'm going to start using the N-word if you're going to start using the P-word. Well, do what you got to do. I'm yeah, going to. Nikki, why did do you what pick you this do. story to talk about poop for 10 minutes? Exactly, when I don't like story, poop. Nikki. Well, I, but there, there is something to the story mm-hmm. that's interesting and scientific that I can. you should be able to talk about in a mature fashion. Because you're going to order it, right? No, I'm not going to order, but it was, uh, you know, Georgia Tech kids and everything about it just worked, you know, when it's ugly because it is the potty stuff. Um, And I'm sure the kids that made it weren't good looking either, but it's just everything was there in the story. And the device is ugly. If you look at it, it's like a giant metal box that connects to your toilet. (laughs) Exactly. That's another thing. All right. With that being said, we appreciate you listening. Thanks for all the support. We'll talk to you soon. And bye. Get off my lawn. It's old man Kevin, and the BS is done for right now. Please share, like, and support podcastthebs.com. It's better than radio. Now, get out of here.